Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, we talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health freedom. And in that light, I'm always scouring the globe, interviewing entrepreneurs, people doing things on the cutting edge, bringing those insights to you. So today we have uh, Jennifer Tamborski, and she's a digital marketing expert and um I really love digital marketing, social media marketing, influencer marketing. And so today, she's also the host of the podcast Marketing Matchmaker. And so today's talk is going to be all about um, digital marketing, lead generation, and it's going to be a fantastic conversation growing your business. So Jennifer, welcome. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, uh, we had met through Podmatch and which is a great place for podcast hosts and guests to connect. And so tell us more about your story and how you got started and we'll go from there. So um, I think like every entrepreneur, my my journey has been a little windy. Um, I actually started um, my business almost 18 years ago as a virtual assistant. And along the way, I ended up working for a lot of marketers, um, which meant, you know, working in things like Facebook when Facebook was just starting to grow up um, and websites and all of that kind of stuff that goes along with digital marketing. And at one point, I just decided I had learned enough and was able to do this for, you know, my own clients. So um, I work with business owners to help them create a consistent lead generation source so that they can create consistent sales in their business. Um, because as business owners, we all know if we don't have anyone to sell to, we don't have sales, which means we don't have revenue, which then it just makes it an expensive hobby. Um, yeah, very interesting. And I've always been fascinated with um, business growth, business strategy, and how you use um, digital marketing, especially social media marketing. So, um, you know, for the listeners out there, uh, tell us more about the two different ways of generating leads and we'll go into more questions. So what we do in my business more often than not is funnels, right? That automated system that you set up that um, drives people from introduction to purchase process. And then we do paid traffic. So Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads, um, YouTube ads, all of those different platforms that will help you to really drive traffic to people that you would probably have never met before. Um, so we focus on the paid traffic. 
The other side of lead generation is what they call organic traffic. It's or, or it's organic things like um, SEO or networking or posting on social media. And what I find is that you need both because marketing is a multi-layer effect. So you definitely want both. However, organic traffic is slow, right? It's it's that process that can take months, if not years, to actually get to the point you want. Whereas paid traffic allows you to test things faster and bring in audiences faster and really reach a network that you may never have in the past. Yeah, it's, it's always this uh, question between time and money. And yeah, right. money, it can save you a lot of time. It can kind of scale. And what uh, what are some of the five marketing mistakes that most business or owners make in digital marketing? So the biggest mistakes they make Number one is consistent. They, I have, there are three types of business owners that market their business. There's the one that um, my coach calls being in the entrepreneur witness protection program, right? <laughs> Where they don't actually tell anyone they own a business. So nobody knows. So nobody buys from them. Then there's that throw spaghetti at the wall. I'm going to try every tactic in the business kind of thing. And it's again, the start and stop. They start marketing and then they get clients and they stop marketing and then they start and they stop. And it's just uh, that whole roller coaster. And then it's the ones, the, the last one is really the consistency. I'm out there every day. I'm marketing my business, whether that's through ads or it's through organic traffic or whatever that might be. You are consistently out there. So the biggest mistake that people make is consist is a lack of consistency. The second one is not being super clear. And when I say super clear, I mean down to like shoe size clear about who your ideal client is. Because if you don't know who you work with, you are not able to attract them, right? So you really need to know and understand them from both a demographic and a psychographic perspective. So when I say psychographic, I mean, what do they think? How do they think? What are they you know, worried about? All of those things. So that you're able to really get yourself in front of them more often. The third mistake people make is waiting. They wait too long to start marketing their business. In reality, most efforts when it comes to business take three, six months to come to fruition. So if you wait until you've made X amount of money until you've had this many clients or whatever to actually start marketing your business, you're already behind the eight ball. You're already struggling to get to that that consistency of leads. And so that's a big mistake that people make. Also, making marketing a nice to have. Marketing is essential to your business. It is essential to help you really grow and scale to that next level. Without marketing, no one knows you exist. Without leads, you have no one to sell to. Without sales, you don't really have a business. You have a really expensive hobby. So making marketing an essential piece of your business is going to help you grow exponentially. And the last one is what I call the field of dreams. It's the assumption that if you build it, they will come. Reality is we're not Kevin Costner. This isn't a movie in real life. Just because you create something doesn't mean that someone's going to buy it from you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are really uh, essential tips. And um, especially 
Peter Drucker was like marketing, sales, innovation, those three. And then um, and then talking about uh, your ideal client, which very, you know, you want to niche down. You know, they there's a book that's saying talking about the riches are in the niches. And so tell us why you want to date your uh, ideal client. So I have a process in my business called dating your ideal client because I firmly believe that marketing and business is all about relationships. So if you look at it from a perspective of a relationship, you're better able to um, see it from the perspective of, of your client, right? So I take my um, my clients through a process that goes from introduction, which is really where that's step one of business, which is designing out your ideal client map, designing out how they're going to be introduced to you, knowing who it is that you're going to target. All of that information goes into the introduction phase before you actually even put yourself out there into the public. Then we move into what I like to call the flirting phase, which just like anyone in dating a relationship, it these steps follow that same process, right? So in a real authentic, you know, romantic relationship, you go through texting each other and chatting and learning about each other. For me, that's more about content development, delivering them information about who you are so that they can build that know, like, and trust, which leads us into the dating phase, which just like in real life means getting, you know, actually interacting with them for in digital marketing, it's really putting them onto your email list, giving them a lead magnet, a free offer, something that will get them to really step into your world so that you're able to then better engage with them. That then takes us to the commitment phase, which is what most people are looking for, right? That's where the money comes in. It's where they buy from you. And then the last phase of marketing that most people forget is keeping the romance alive. Because like any relationship, including, you know, really your dating relationship, it's all about what happens after the sale. It's how are you still connecting with them? Is there another thing you can offer them? Can you, you know, grow them up your value ladder? Or if not, can you get them to be your referral? You know, they refer everyone they know to you so that those people buy from you. Those five phases of marketing really help you to develop a process that's authentic to who you are and also that connects with and helps your audience grow into a position where they become your raving fan and are ready to not only buy from you, but sell you to everyone they know. Yeah, very, you know, you have to really as you were describing you have to know your uh customer avatar to the t and you have to be like super hate to use the word but ruthless um who your customer avatar is and yeah, it's, not everybody is your person yeah. and that's okay yeah it's interesting like what like when i've taken on clients that are just not the right fit is it's it's usually a waste of time and energy no matter how much money they pay um it's better just to keep stay in your lane one question i had which was really interesting was okay so um you know this idea of organic versus paid and um you know i talked to a lot of entrepreneurs they're like i do purely organic and i scaled it up to you know million followers on instagram or tiktok 
and they're like uh and they're like yeah i tried paid ads and i wasted a bunch of money they don't work and because uh, it's actually a really a skill you have to really know how to design the yeah. you have to pay somebody usually you, you pay these agencies to kind of run these ads for you tell us tell us about that so first of all you can absolutely grow your organic following to a million followers. That's all well and good. But are those million followers actually buying from you is question number one. Because if they're not, what good does that do you? The paid traffic versus organic. Paid traffic is definitely a skill that requires you to be on top of your what Facebook is doing, what's their latest thing, or Instagram, or um, you know YouTube, or LinkedIn, or whatever your paid traffic source is. Where are your people hanging out? really understanding how those algorithms work is a full-time job. And I always ask the question, are you doing your own taxes? Coming from someone who was audited, I would say if you're doing your own taxes, that's a bad idea. <laughs> also, if are you, you know, if you got sick, would you treat yourself or would you go to a doctor? There's a reason that there are people out there that are experts in what they do. And if you don't have the time to become an expert in this, and especially in the paid traffic world, you're going to end up wasting a lot of money. So yes, those ads may have failed you, but was that because you were running them yourself and you didn't really know what you were doing? Or was it because you hired an agency that didn't know what they were doing because you were trying to, rather than invest in it, you were trying to do the cheapest way of running ads. Mm. I will tell you right now in this industry, you get what you pay for. So if you're paying someone $5 an hour to run your ads, you're getting $5 an hour worth of work. Interesting. Yeah. And so if, you know, for example, if somebody, you know, anybody in the audience are listening, uh, if they wanted to start looking at getting started running ads and hiring a good market agencies, what are the top three ways or some of the ways that you would recommend? So I would first, the first thing you want to do is really ask them what their successes have been. Ask them about their case studies, because that's really how you're going to know uh, what has worked and what hasn't worked um, in their business. You're, you should be able to get a pretty good review of somebody's ability based on their, you know, their case studies. What were they able to do with past clients? And are you in the same field? Um, a lot of paid traffic people will do, you know, some may do e-commerce and some may do lead generation. And then there's a lot of people that just do anything. They hire anybody or they allow anybody to hire them. Just like you niching down, you really want your paid traffic to be niched into what it is you do. So if you're a business owner that sells e-com, you want to make sure that your agency is really up on the date of how to sell a widget, how to sell a pen or a t-shirt or whatever your thing is that you sell. If you're a business coach and you want those leads coming in, you really want to make sure that the business, the agency that you're hiring is also skilled and experienced in that industry because it's a whole different e-com to lead generation is a whole different ball of wax and you may not be getting as good a results as you could if they were niched down. Yeah. The other thing is, is can they talk to you in a way that you understand? I know when I talk to other marketers, sometimes we use 
all kinds of code, right? CPC and CPA and all of these terms that you may not know what that means. So if they're not able to break it down for you in a way you can understand, they're always going to be talking above you, which is always going to make you feel left out and confused and frustrated because you don't know if what they're doing is really working. Yeah. Um, You know, these are fascinating insights. And, um, you know, as we're coming to the um, near of this talk, uh, some final thoughts is um, what are some of the things, for example, marketing myths and what's working right now in marketing? So I love marketing myths. Um, The biggest marketing myth is always that marketing is a like to have, not a must have. It is essential to your business. If you don't market your business, nobody knows you're there. Nobody can buy from you. What's working right now depends on the industry you're in. I know there's this whole idea, and I've seen it all over the place, that Facebook ads aren't working anymore or that you know TikTok ads are the way to go. I'm going to tell you right now, your paid traffic source depends on where your ideal clients are hanging out. If they are on Facebook, Facebook ads is the way to go. Whether or not they work depends on who you're working with and whether or not they know what they're doing. Um, TikTok ads are fabulous. They're fantastic. And only if you're comfortable on video and comfortable doing TikTok, whatever is the biggest, latest craze on it. Not everybody is. So making sure that what you're doing when it comes to ads is authentic to who you are that's going to be incredibly successful when it comes to really growing your business. Yeah, that's, uh, and what's, so, and what are you seeing is uh, working right now in, in marketing? So being, authenticity is still the most, and when I say authenticity, I don't mean that kind of overarching, like fake authenticity, because there's very much people out there that give this fake feeling of of being authentic. It really does mean being true to who you are and creating a marketing plan that is true to who you are. So if you're not comfortable on video, there's no point in in creating video. However, I will say if you're not comfortable on video, get over it because video is the king, queen, prince, and princess of marketing. If you are not creating video in your business right now, you are missing a huge opportunity. Mm. The other thing that's that works hugely when it comes to paid traffic or organic traffic is short form content. Every platform is pushing it. So you have Facebook Reels, you have TikTok, you have Instagram short or uh, YouTube shorts, all of them have short form content, being able to be concise and clear about what it is you do, who you attract, and being able to speak to them in two minutes or less, that's going to be a big ticket item for you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love the short forms um, and uh, video. Uh, that's that's the best. And all the algorithms are pushing that form of content. Um, great conversation. How do people follow you? visit your website and you are welcome to come over to marketing matchmaker my podcast um i share pretty much all i know about marketing on that podcast so you're always welcome to join me there or you can head over to virtualmarketingexpert.com and um visit my website yeah yeah fantastic conversation uh be sure to check out um jennifer's resources in the links and show notes uh, she's all on social 
YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, as well as her website. So be sure to check that out. And uh, really great conversation. I love digital marketing, social media marketing. Uh, it's really unlocked a whole lot of value for creators and just people out there, small businesses. So thanks so much. And we look forward and thanks for coming on to the show. Thanks. listening if you liked it be sure to like comment share subscribe we're on everywhere spotify itunes google amazon audible and without much ado be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next week